The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, we're doing work on a holiday. Thanks for listening to us. And, uh, boy, folks are all gathered around the radio today. Aaron, unfortunately, I've been monitoring Baylor men's golf at the NCAA championships. It did not go well today. And when I say it didn't go well, they may be in last place after the first day. Now, last last place of a lot of great teams across the country, but this team is too good to go play like that. There were triple bogeys. There were double bogeys on 18, at least two double bogeys on 18. There were bogeys on 18. They Some of the guys played really well and just finished horribly. Bears went out and, as a team, did not do well today. So, Aaron, I hate to start with that kind of news on Memorial Day weekend, but it was not good. It was not good. I mean, I hope everybody's out, you know, kind of driving around. Be safe out there if you're listening. Whatever you're doing, you're getting your early barbecue going, having a Paloma, a margarita, uh, or just an iced tea, a good Dr. Pepper. Um, The Bears used to drink Dr. Peppers. We talked to the new bear handler. Uh, the other day, and that was really fun to talk to Dakota. Bears headed this way with Judge Bell and Judge Indy. And I thought that was really cool, Aaron. Judge Lady is going to that new auxiliary place. And it turns out last night at my nephew's graduation party, John Andrew Logston. Oh, this morning, Aaron, I was at a graduation McKinney High School graduation, 9 a.m., and there were a lot of folks in there and a lot of names like they got to the A's, and there would be Anderson. And, I mean, there were like eight Andersons. And then you'd get to the – you'd get to like the Gomez's, and like there's several Gomez's. I mean, it just – whoa. I mean, it, we stayed in the A's – and then the G's, stay the G's for a good while, and then we got to the L's. And uh, for John Andrew Logsdon, and we were very excited. And then, Aaron, I don't know, you've been to graduations. You've got a lot of nieces and nephews and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you got to kind of represent. And so I did let out a loud, didn't want to do it over the top. I don't like the, on the graduation, I don't like it when the families go crazy but drown out the following mention. You know, they go for so long, so you got to go strong for your graduate, and then you got to go silent again because there's another graduate following. I think that is the etiquette that you need for this kind of thing. Uh, Aaron, when's the last graduation you attended? Oh, wow. It's been, it's been quite a while, probably at least 15 years. Stephanie, when's the last time you've attended a graduation? 
Uh, actually, last May, my son graduated from Sacramento State, and let me tell you, it was long. Very long. Sacramento State. Is that a state college? Is that a state school? Uh, you know, the, uh, yes, it is. It's not. I was thinking it was private, but it is not. It's, okay, um, so what are we talking about? Like, how many graduates, how many people would have been in his graduating class there? Uh, that I can't tell you because, you know, they... they Just ballpark um, it, spitball oh, it. Oh, God, maybe. Like 3,000, 2,000? No, 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 no. I would More? say... I would say eight to 9,000. Yo! But here's a Whoa. great... Yeah. But that means there are like 30... Yeah, they just thirty-four thousand or thirty-six thousand people mm-hmm. that go to that school, mm-hmm. Sacramento State. Well, wow. you know, a lot of it they're still doing classes online, so um, they you could have more that attend than that many. But yeah, it was it was a long graduation. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, Aaron, it's been fifteen years. Stephanie, it's been a year, and uh, that's. Uh, Today, boy, McKinney High School puts out a good product, lots of uh, great students there, and it was in Allen, uh, and a really nice venue for that, and we all gathered around, and uh, we were in separate sections. The family was big enough. We needed to kind of be in separate sections. We were in 117-118. After John Andrew was announced, I went out wondering for coffee, and the, <laughs> the person who let me out said, yeah, there's a coffee shop around the corner there, and it's just right around. I said, well, here, I have my ticket. Will you let me back in? She says, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. So I got my coffee, uh, got a nice, big, large coffee, and it's a good coffee shop, and then went back to that entrance, same entrance, and you know what she said to me? Can't bring that in. I said, well, wait, I, you just told me where the coffee shop was. We just visited, <laughs> and and she said, no, you can't bring coffee in here. I thought you were – I don't know what she thought. I mean, I, I, I showed her my ticket and said, do you know where coffee is? Can I get back in? She said, yeah. <laughs> and then she – and maybe somebody was observing her, and she had to throw down the gauntlet. But there I was, Do you know, what do I do? Do I sit outside and drink the coffee, down it real quickly to get back in? My nephew had already been announced, so I just kind of went around to some different entrances and finally kind of found an entrance where they were not really patrolling the coffee as, as closely <laughs> and made my way into so you the went arena. out of your way to find a way to break the rules. Very well, I, I didn't mean to. I mean, I she told me where the coffee shop was. I thought she and I were working together. And it, 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 things kind of got away from me. Nice gal. I mean, just it was strange then to uh, to show back up if she wouldn't let me in. Um, all right. We've got a lot of uh, breaking news, not the least of which, Aaron, is this Doncic new haircut <laughs> is, is causing a lot of issues online. Have you noticed this? It's, t- it's such a bad haircut. It's terrible. I can't, I can't I can, find I can, it, though. I could send him to at least five barbers in Waco that could do ten time, but a ten times better job. Tito Puente, if you're out there, used to love you. Used to love going to Tito Puente in downtown Waco. But then Joe, God rest his soul, 
uh, out there at Southgate, right there where you turn off on Valley Mills from 35, you took a hard left, kind of right over there where my buddy Bankston, uh, you know, collectibles and all that stuff is now. Aaron, that's that was that was big time. You know, at Strip Shopping Center, when you first get off on Valley Mills and you do a hard left immediately. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? There was a barbershop called Southgate. Oh, man. I and think I'd I've say, had, my, I had my hair cut there a couple of times. Not a lot, but a couple Joe of times. Joe and Gene. Joe had a beard. Gene kind of looked like Brian Dennehy, big, larger-than-life character. Gene, you know, was was he really taught me a lot of things there as I sat in that chair. But for about six or seven bucks... You could get a pretty nice haircut, and they'd fade it on the side, and I'd ask for about a number two or one and a half on the side, and that was the way I went. Okay, I know she is ready to get to her workout. Aaron, you know what time it is. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Well, those Mission Golf Cars, that's no joke. Those things, those things will move. And you get out there and get those things going about 30 miles per hour, good. Those are really well-put-together vehicles and uh, appreciate Uncle Worm, the whole gang. Um, Stephanie. Yes. What do you, like, what what does a salesperson do in radio on a day like today when everybody's heading out? Like I, now the Stephanie of old, before you went on this cleanse and started working out every day, might have gone to the bar a little early on a day like today, and that's where the rest of the staff is right now, <laughs> over at Oakley's, I think. Possibly. Um, yeah. What, Possibly. What, what do you? What can you accomplish? On a day like today, did you have a couple of meetings or did you go I see anybody? Did, did you have any moments today where you said, golly, you <laughs> ought to be on the Mosley show? Did that did, did that come up? Always. It's always top of mind for me. No, I saw mm-hmm. I saw a few people today, but um, I don't know. You know what's so funny about this area? What? Everyone just kind of, when it comes to a holiday, everyone just kind of checks out about noon. So, <laughs> I mean, go to the bank, and the only people there are the tellers. You go to the, I don't know, people are just on the road. So, I don't know. Well, the only place where they refuse to take days off is at Central National Bank, my, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, presenting sponsor, Fonville and, and the Nesbits, Joe Nesbit and, and the whole Nesbit family. They refuse to go home. In fact, I think they open the doors on Sundays. I don't even know if that's legal, but they're out there opening up the drive-thru. Hey, you got some some offering? You know, these churches have offerings. Right. Um, Did you know, Stephanie, at some churches they stop passing the plate? Yes. It's only online or through the barcode. Yes. And, And Aaron and I think we're talking about this recently. Our church went through that period, and, of course, we blamed everything on the pandemic. Oh, we can't do the offering anymore. Everybody's going to get the COVID. And, um, <laughs> and oh, Stephanie, don't laugh. You've, I've never heard anybody do more coronavirus reads than you, even lately. 
It's like the <laughs> pandemic still got us in its in its sights. You're I talking just about do the, what I'm told around. No, I know, but boy, you do it with such a Texas accent. <laughs> I, know, I mean, it's I, an amazing. Aaron and I were talking about that one day. I was like, Aaron, listen to this. This is not how Stephanie usually sounds. You're like, did y'all have the coronavirus out there? <laughs> did you guys have a case of the corona? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was asked by a certain individual of this building, can you change uh-huh. up your voice? So I just oh, went the cellar no. out. But uh, uh-huh. so when everyone else left the building, there's just three of us left here. Uh, even our fellow stations, nobody's there. So I've got Ward White in the room with us. Ward, say hello. And, of course, Aaron's here. So I did some, uh, Yeah. I was like a real what? broadcaster today. And, What's know, Ward up to? He's just hanging out. <laughs> he's just hanging out. This would be a good day to bring Coco up to the <laughs> Yeah, put Coco station. in the studio with us. Oh, so. man. That's one of my, honestly, one of my most loyal listeners is that is, is that German Shepherd. Oh, that dog. You know, Coco's one of the few dogs that could hang with those new bear cubs. Because <laughs> they need No, they need somebody that exert a search dominance that the bears would not realize they were bears. You know, and that's what they need. When you put a dog with bears, what do you think? Or do you think Coco could be would would work well with live uh, bears? Well at the size they are now it's a possibility. She outweighs them by about 100 pounds right now. But yeah. as they get bigger, it might be questionable. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> uh, oh, my dogs Lord. would just, I don't know what my dogs would do. With the, with the baby bears, they'd probably try to eat them. But when they got bigger, they'd probably be scared and run. So I don't know. But, so you ask what, you know, a salesperson does on days like today well yeah i I went into my sports broadcasting dj mode and guess what (laughs) i found out (laughs) is that that going on this weekend here in the waco area is the south central roller skating championship and you're asking what is that well I actually got a hold of the coach who coaches the Inside Edge Racing Team out at Skate Waco in Belmede. And they are having the regional uh, central championships here in the area. Well, I had talked about roller skating once before with Ward, and uh, we kind of had fun with it. So I'm like, Ward, you need to come in on this because you're very yeah. knowledgeable about roller skating. Because I think he was he did it a lot when he was in junior high. <laughs> <laughs> Skate world, baby. Skate, I know. Uh, we were wondering. We the were disco ta- ball? Yeah. You where know. was that, Ward? Was that Burleson, or where were you? Yeah, we were in Burleson. Days? In Burleson. And that was called Skate World. Skate World. I remember that. Now, were yeah. you, were one of those couple skates? <laughs> were you brave enough in junior high to already kind of hold hands and do a couple <laughs> skate? Well, absolutely. Type situation. Well, yeah. Really? Why not? <laughs> well, I mean, I, t- I wish you could have seen a young Mosley in Sigamil, Texas. I, I'm sure that yeah. you spent many a nights at Skateland in <laughs> Skateland in, in your bell bottoms. With the disco ball going, didn't you? Well, they would put that thing. Now, sometimes they'd roll those dice out there. I don't remember why that was. You know, they'd put those oversized <laughs> dice. 
the place in Seagaville, and I grew up in Kaufman, was called Super Skate, I uh, believe. There you go. And we did have some good times there. But, boy, I you talk about a late bloomer. I always marveled at the guys who were out there, like, skating with girls, even in – I mean, they were, they were starting as early in fifth and sixth grade, which I didn't – I did not understand. I, and so I'd never, there was never a time in my skating days where I did any of that. Now, could you do, Ward, could you do the backward skating, roller skating? <laughs> yes. Really? I yes. could. Ward's an athlete, unlike us. I could, I could even do <laughs> the could twirls, do by the way. So yeah. I'm just saying. But hey, I wanted to Twirl tell what? You. <laughs> uh, Easy. So, uh, but get this. So, Inside Edge Racing Team here in Waco has been in existence since 1996. And when I spoke to Coach Lucas today, she yeah. uh, she's also a part of the U.S. team. And so this is a big deal. It's inline skating. <laughs> it is. And, Ward, help me out. It's inline skating. Which and, is like rollerblades. Yeah. Yes. And so they do speed skating, and then they do figure skating. They do it on inline and also, I guess it's called quads. Quads. No, it's just the regular the regular roller skates. skates. Yeah, so, those are called roller skates. Yes, yeah. not quads. Whatever. There's four <laughs> wheels. Isn't four <laughs> wheels a quad? <laughs> but it's so the the competition starts tomorrow and goes through the weekend for Memorial Day, and there are teams coming from Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Wow. So this is like a big deal. Get this. There's We're three, in Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's three local athletes. Uh, Scott, oh, who do we have? Skylar Lopez. She's nine years old, and she, this is her. This will be her first year to compete in speed skating. Okay. Joey Gonzalez. He's been uh, doing this for 11 years. Has been on the team. I mean, sorry. He's been doing it since he's 11 years old, and he's 26 years old. And who's the other one? That Boy, would be Brenda Harris, and she's a national champion. Guess how old Brenda is? I I don't want to. Sixty-two Wait, uh, years old. And what is she still racing yes. at sixty-two? Yes. Yes. They have different like um, different divisions, like from young to older. And she's sixty-two. And sixty-two. And she's her goal is to get to the national championship so she can go to the world, which will be in Italy this year. I, yeah. think, I think Matt ought to sign up. Matt, you should sign up. He likes yeah, Italy. I do, I do like that. I, you know, yeah, that's right. The way <laughs> Ward said it, the one on 35. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I he, would still, yeah. if I tried to do it, I would still be over there against that wall. You know, kind of <laughs> hugging that. Well, they've got the speed skating going on, and then they also, starting Monday, they'll have figure skating, which – uh, it's kind of like the ice skating where they'll be competing individually in groups and pairs. Um, and you can go, the whole, you can get a pass this weekend for like $10 okay. if you want to go. But yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Who yeah, knew this mate. was going on here in the yeah. McLennan County area? 10 bucks for the whole weekend. 10 bucks you for the whole weekend. That. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah. Ward, go over there. And y'all let me know how that goes, okay? <laughs> but, hey, I'm going to... We ought to have a skate night. We a should. company skate night. And I can call Coach Lucas and just say, hey, teach us how to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying Boy, it could be you, fun. I bet that was interesting, uh, Coach Lucas getting that call from Stephanie doing research uh, ha, ha, on no. a holiday. Actually, that is, 
I yeah. can't wait to meet her. She seems really cool and very. That's great. Got some that's talent, great. but there's yeah, your sports. You and Scott get out there and do a couple skates. <laughs> a couples dance. <laughs> couples only. Couples only. Couples only. Yeah. Couples Y'all only. would be jealous because we'd have like moves like Jagger. We'd be twirling. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's over there laughing, but yeah. I'm glad. I do not. I'm glad you're on this cleanse because I don't want you out there on the roller <laughs> on skates the with any with anything in your system. <laughs> so this 30 days of no alcohol is really... Thank Something you. That, that I admire <laughs> and I embrace, and uh, that's a great thing. Thank All right, you. Stephanie, hey, thank you. You and Ward have a <laughs> tremendous rest of the weekend. You as and well. And then, uh, yeah, I know everybody's taking off. I have refused to. I will I be on the show to Monday. As well. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will be there to turn me on. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, y'all. Like have a, a great one. Problem. You too. Bye bye. Uh, <laughs> All right, there they go. There they go. Ward and Stephanie. Always love that expanded edition of uh, of Stephanie's uh, Sports Corner. Next, it is Curtis Quillen. Chillin' with Quillen. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Everything we do, we do for you. Looking for a checking account that earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a first central credit union slam dunk. Be the MVP. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 of our wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost will cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. 
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Now time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Chilling with Quillen, Curtis Quillen joining the Matt Mosley Show on a holiday weekend. And uh, Curtis, by the way, we were just talking about some roller skating. Did you growing up in uh, Floresville, uh, Texas, right out there, oh, in the shadows of San Antonio, did you do any roller skating? Were you? Did you do any couple skates? Anything like that? Did that? Was that a part of your youth? So it was a part of my like very young youth. Like I'm talking like elementary school. So no couple skates. Uh, Skateland West, I think, was the name of it. Was where was the popular spot at my elementary school to have your birthday party. And so I went to a lot of birthday parties because uh, my mom at the time was a teacher in Southwest ISD. So I went to elementary school where she taught, um, you know, a couple of years there, right along 410. And then a little bit more out in the country uh, from second grade through fifth. And so during elementary school, I think it was Skateland West was the name of it and uh, did some roller skating there. It was mostly me putting on like uh, some roller skates and then just kind of like walking on wheels, which was uh, the most that 11-year-old Curtis could handle. Uh, After fifth grade, uh, you know, went on a scouting venture to the ice skating rink, uh, got clipped, broke my wrist, and uh, that was the end of my skating, whether on wheels or or blades. Man, I, I like that. I like that kind of background for Curtis Quillen, a man who loves uh, loves a good skate rink, Skateland West. That was, uh, and Curtis, I, I thought I would read. Uh, this is Bryce Cherry with a little LL Cool J today in the newspaper. This is how he led his uh, his story on China Spring and Carthage. In the immortal words of LL Cool J, "Don't call it a comeback. China Spring's <laughs> been here the whole time." All right, that I did not think Bryce would begin a story of LL Cool J, but China Spring did have a really nice comeback, seven six win to focus a uh, uh, to force a game tomorrow. I believe that is set up to go. Um, tell, tell me first of all what you think about China Spring made it all the way. I mean, I've got uh, I've got the ball cap to prove it, and Jesse was the uh, coach. I think he's at Waxahachie now. What did mm-hmm. you make What did you make of that China Spring Carthage affair that took place, well, in my old neck of the woods, in Kaufman County, Forney, Texas? It did Texas. take place in Kaufman County. Yes. Uh, so I did not know that Bryce was going to write that. You know where I was when Bryce was writing that story. Where? Right next to him. <laughs> uh he and uh, bryce and i were both up in forney for this one last night look um china spring didn't field the ball very cleanly uh in game two of that double header 
Uh, they just had an inning get away from them in game one, or, you know, you could argue that they might have swept the series if that inning doesn't get away from them in game one and game two played out the exact same way. But there was something, you know, talking to a couple of the Forney players that were working the uh, the ballpark last night after the game, like, hey, I really appreciate you guys' understanding. Like, thanks for not rushing us out of here real quick. And they're like, no, dude, we got to clean up. You're fine. Um, one of them pointed out that they watched – the body language of the closer from Carthage coming out of the bullpen there in the bottom of the seventh. Um, and that his body language was a little off. Like he was sitting in the bullpen instead of like up and throwing or stretching, doing yeah. stuff like that. And they thought that was a little off. And then he comes out, you know, he's not responsible. He he only had one earned run there in the uh, bottom of the seventh there. The Carthage closer did because he inherited a situation that was bases juice, no out. Yeah. Um, first batter he faces, I think it's like two pitches in, he plunks in a run. And so, you know, that one, that runner is on him. And then a base hit scores two more. And now it's what a one run game, six, five. And then, uh, you know, another base hit wins it. And so Carthage showed a lot or uh, China spring rather showed a lot of resiliency, which I think has been something that you've come to expect and not you, you, but you, the uh, the Central Texas High School baseball fan, has come to expect from a Corey Beckham coached ball club. That's what Lake Belton's calling card was for the ter- for the two years he was there. It's what West's calling card was when he was up there, uh, and it's what helped them win back to back state championships up at West. And so, was I surprised it happened? A little, but not because of it being China Spring, just the way that the whole game had gone to that point. But when the seventh inning, you know, they get to that bottom half of the seventh, they're down to three outs on their season. Uh, you hear the speech that he gave them. And it's like, you know, how many times this season? We're down by four runs. How many times this season have we scored four runs or more in an inning? A lot. And this is a team that ran the table in district play. And so, you know, that's all we have to do. We just have to have another good inning with good at bats and we're playing for our season. So you got to be focused, but don't stress yourself out. Like go up to the plate, do what you know how to do. We'll be fine. And they were, and that's exactly what they did. You know, there was only one out in the inning when the game ended. And so good. It was a really good showing from China spring. Um, To me though, Matt, Saturday's game is going to be, you know, that bottom half of the seventh the whole time. I think they're going to need to be focused from from the first pitch because, to me, the winner of this series is probably the favorite next week in that 4A Region 3 final. Interesting. Winner of that game will be the favorite. Now, in Madisonville, Curtis Quillen on a special holiday edition of Chillin' with Quillen. And there's no there's no telling where Quillen's going. I mean, he loves to take his wife to different places, bed and breakfast. I mean, there's so many options for him out there. But he's also got a lot of baseball to cover, so we'll see what the, the hopeless romantic does. But now, in Madisonville, Cade Bing with a complete game uh, in West with a 3-2 win over Dybal to sweep the Class 3A region semifinal series on Thursday night. And uh, and that, that was really good. That thing was – that was a back-and-forth affair, and you were just talking about West. Uh, that That's a team that uh, we've really grown to – appreciate and support but man when you can when you got your pitcher that can go out there rangers did it the other night with the by the way and throw a complete game 
what it does for a team. It, it just takes so much pressure off everybody. And I think that was, uh, I think it was extremely important. Yeah, when you have a guy that can go the distance, that takes so much pressure off of your bullpen. And in high school, it takes pressure off of, okay, well, I don't have to pull Joey out of center field uh, to come in and pitch and relief. And it takes pressure off the lineup. And it's just the benefits cannot be overstated whenever you have a guy that can go the distance with great stuff. Um, and that's not a knock on other pitchers because sometimes you just don't have it. There's, I mean, there, there's nights at my job now that I just, for whatever reason, I'm in a funk and I don't have it and that's fine. But to have a guy like Cade Fink, and I've seen him the last two Friday nights, Matt, he is outstanding. Um, when it comes to his poise on the mound and it's, it's really impressive the way he's able to get through a get through a game there on the mound and so you know he's key the fact that they have him able to pitch in game two of these series and he's not their game one guy uh that's a huge huge coup to the trojans and i you know next week whether it's may pearl or um oh there's a team in east texas that's playing may pearl this week i saw it this morning uh can't remember it to save <laughs> cannot remember remember it's holidays now, but yeah it's okay yeah it's and you know whether it's Maypearl or whether it's this team out of east texas to have a guy who's not quote unquote your ace pitcher able to go in game two who's shown the ability to go the distance in recent weeks i mean why not west at this point and I like that. Why not West? Curtis Quillen and Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Curtis, you were at that uh, Dave Aranda news conference the other day. He confirms what we all thought was happening. Blake Shapin's going to be the starting quarterback uh, for the Baylor Bears. And, you know, it, it, Sawyer Robertson, I think, has been very impressive, shows a lot of leadership, but uh, they, they saw whatever they needed to see from Blake Shapin. Now, uh, you can understand, uh, Curtis, why Baylor fans are not like doing cartwheels. You know, I think they kind of thought, well, this will be kind of fun. Let's see if there's a quarterback that can come in and and really compete with Blake. But I, I will say, Blake, at least in our brief time around him and from all that we've heard, has had a superb spring. And he's earned this. And quite honestly, listen, he had one down season. That doesn't mean it should be the end of his career. What did you make of that news conference the other day and the news that Shapen is the definite starter? And, and how, how far behind him do you think Sawyer is? Is this, a, is this a situation where Sawyer still has a pretty long way to go what do you think is the separation between these two quarterbacks? I don't know how long of a way there is. I will say that if they're a little bit more open with the offense when Sawyer is under center, that they don't think the stuff that he's doing is as intricate in the offense and is going to give away the offense as much or give away surprise parts of the offense as much as the stuff that they can do with Blake, who's now run this offense for going on three years. Um you know, I think it might be I, – I understand the frustration, but there's a lot of people from what I've gathered on social media who are mostly saying this because, well, Sawyer looked better in the spring games. Spring games are awful judges on these things. 
If you're going into a spring game expecting to see, figure out who the starting quarterback is going to be from that one game, you're going to be disappointed every time because they're not going to put a lot on tape because they're, you know, Texas State is the first opponent in 2023, and then it's Utah shortly after. Those teams are going to wind up looking at that spring game, and so you don't want to put any you don't want to put anything on tape that could potentially get you beat come September. And so um, they're going to be a little more conservative with it. They they're going to see, okay, what did Blake do in practice? What did Sawyer do in practice? How are they grasping the offense? Stuff like that. And so. I don't know how far Sawyer has to go. Um, I think that, you know, there's a little bit more of an air raid potential with Sawyer there because that's the system he's been in. You know, it's what he ran at Coronado in Lubbock. That's what he ran at Mississippi State under, you know, the late Mike Leach. And there's there's a lot of room for him to grow, but he's also extremely young. He's a, what, redshirt junior, redshirt sophomore. So there's plenty of eligibility left. Uh you know, I, I think that they made the decision I thought he was going, that I thought they were going to. Um, and only time, you know, when it comes to these things, Aranda made it very clear in March that they wanted to name a starter by the end of spring. They did. We're there now. And uh, I think it's, I think now only time will tell. And it's this way with no matter who it is, right? Like whether you're naming Tim Tebow the starter at Florida in 2007 or uh, Blake Shapin, the the starter at Baylor in 2023, the statement that remains true is only time will tell if it was the right decision. Um, and, you know, if it works out at Baylor but not in the pros, and then Sawyer becomes a better pro prospect. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm playing the what-if game here. Uh, that doesn't mean that it was the wrong decision at that point. Um, and if it's the other way around, it doesn't make mean that – it was the right decision at this point. You know, there's uh, you, you pretty much have to go with your gut as a coaching staff. I think that I take, if I'm a Baylor fan, I think I take more comfort in the next part of Aranda's announcement where he said that when they talk to Sawyer about it, Baylor's where I want to be. I'm not going anywhere. I think that that's a better development in this than the fact that they named Blake shape and a starter, mm-hmm. because now you have a clear number two on that depth chart. Wasn't that an interesting discussion we had about NIL with Dave Aranda and his thought on it and the tier, you know, the some schools doing the three-tier approach, Bears not really, him not loving that. I mean, I, I think we're still finding out where all that's going to settle. The market's um, settled a little bit, but even in your state where you went to school in Oklahoma, they just passed a law in the last 24 to 48 hours, Curtis, where it's going to be harder for the NCAA to do anything about uh, the NIL, uh, which is very, very interesting. So I think the Bears are still trying to figure out what their role is in the NIL. So I thought all that was interesting. Curtis, rough news for the Bears today. I'm sure you've taken a peek at this. Baylor sits of the 30 teams that are in this uh, NCAA uh, men's uh, golf championship. Bears in 30th place. This has not gone well today at all. Now, there is plenty of time to come rolling up that board. But, uh, Curtis, that was that's a rough way to begin 
uh, with with a really talented and deep team across the board. They all finished with like double bogeys, bogeys. Their finishes were bad. There was a triple bogey on the board from the team. This was about as bad a start as the Bears could have had in uh, men's championship golf. And you mentioned still a lot of golf left to play in this, right? I mean, the and it's infamous in golf circles. And for me, it's famous because of uh, where my allegiances lie as far as my alma mater goes. But, you know, the story about the 1995 NCAA championships in men's golf, where the weather shifted in the final round in Oklahoma State, who was already done after the wind shifted and picked up and like they all of a sudden vaulted up the team leaderboard. Next thing you know, they're tied with Stanford after uh, the final round had finished. And, you know, now it's uh, Oklahoma state and Stanford in a, uh, in a playoff where you play five and count four. Well, Oklahoma state had sent one of its better players to the airport because he needed to get to, I want to say it was like a Scottish pro-am or the British pro-am. And, uh, wow. like, look, man, we're, we're out of this. So just go ahead and go. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when the weather shifted and Oklahoma state winds up in that playoff at the time, I don't know if it's still the case, but in 1995, it was, you play five guys, you count your four best scores. Well, Oklahoma state only had four dudes. And so everybody's score counted and you know, who was on that Stanford team was tiger woods. And uh, it I essentially came down to on a hole where Chris Tidlin outdrove Tiger um, because Tidlin went with a driver on a shorter hole and uh, Tiger went with an iron. And so, uh, but with the wind going the way it was, you know, getting closer to the tee or to the uh, pin, never a bad thing. And so there's still plenty of golf, you know, yeah. things can happen that you don't see coming in an instant at these things. And by the way, did Oklahoma State not make this? I'm not did sure. You know that? I was just—I literally was just going over the teams, thinking I would bring that up with you. No Oklahoma State in the top 30, which means they did not. I—I I would think Oklahoma State has advanced to this thing for like 25 straight seasons. We'll have to double check that because uh, I could have missed something. But I just—I kept it, going over this leaderboard. And and that's I don't true, see... and I don't have any reason not to believe you. Uh, it's a rough year for uh, hashtag golf school. <laughs> they did great in women's golf, so don't don't fear there. But o- OU is in this thing. I see no Oklahoma State in the top thirty here, and and uh, this uh, these are the only schools that are in it. So we'll have to double check that. All right, Curtis, um, what are you going to do this weekend? you going to do anything fun? you going to cook out or go see family or do anything like that? I'm going to uh, hit the links tomorrow with uh, one of uh, my wife's best friends, soon-to-be fiancés, if you follow my cork board there. Uh, and then my brother is flying. He finished his first, semester, his first uh, year of medical school today, and so he flies into San Antonio tomorrow. And so Sunday, I'm going to go down and see him, uh, give him a chance to, you know, catch up with my catch up with my family, and then, you know, go see some friends of his Saturday night. And uh, Sunday, I'll drive down there, go see him for a few hours, and uh, come back up and get ready for um, what is likely going to be uh, just looking at Crawford's recent history, uh, a a week that includes the state softball tournament. 
Ooh, I like that. And, you know, we're all over Crawford with our own Ward Whites. And then we're also calling, Drake's been calling the West games for us. So we are right in the middle of all of this. Uh, Curtis, I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Be careful driving up and down the road. And um, that's uh, that'll be great. And uh, tell your brother, I said, congratulations on that first year of medical school. That's very impressive. I will, Matt. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. There he goes, Curtis Quillen. It is Chillin' with Quillen, uh, a very popular segment here on the Bat Mosley Show on a holiday weekend. Aaron, can you believe that, Oklahoma State? Does that, does that seem possible? I'm going to keep pouring over this and see what happened because OSU has been great at college golf for many, many years. It seems very strange they would not be in the NCAA championships. Campus Confidential is next. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco, and these deals couldn't be any hotter. Shop the greatest selection of brand-new inventory in Central Texas and now get 10% off MSRP on 2023 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Stars and Laramies. That's right, or 2.9% for 72 months. The choice is yours. Shop our huge selection of new inventory today or browse online. Hurry in to the Memorial Day sales event going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Offer ends May 31st. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique-style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company. There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night. But also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages. Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco, and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon till 5. 
Jefferson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Emerson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Derek. Scott out there doing a tremendous job. Those beautiful trucks, and uh, they are the, uh, the fine sponsors my first ever presenting sponsor. Of course, now we have Central National Bank. But uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet is the uh, sponsor of this segment, which is Campus Confidential. And, uh, Aaron, I did want to bring you up to date on something. I was just taking a peek at the Colonial Golf Tournament, the hallowed course of the, the Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. Aaron, do you have you seen who's last place in this tournament? I did. After such a great, great weekend last week, the Cinderella story, not so Cinderella-y no, this week, no. but still That's a great story. When you do that, you just kind of you you go back and celebrate with all your buddies, and you don't need to accept every invitation that comes your way. Michael Block, who we're talking about was invited to play at Colonial, and of course he's probably tired. The guy's 46, 47 years old, and he shoots a 15 un, fifteen over after two days. A lot better today. It was only four over, but that means he was 11 over yesterday. Michael Block has left Fort Worth and will be heading back to his uh, his club there in the where is he Aaron where where is that club uh somewhere in California maybe the Bay Area anyway uh thanks for playing Michael Aaron what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential day two of the NCAA softball super regionals with all 16 teams in action today including top seed and two-time defending national champion Oklahoma they defeated Clemson nine to two earlier today and with that win, they have tied Arizona's all-time Division I record of 47 straight wins set in 1997. The Sooners will look to break that record tomorrow in Game 2 of the best-of-three series with Clemson. Well, Aaron, remind me who was the last <laughs> team to beat the Oklahoma Sooners before this unbelievable streak started. That would be... The Baylor Bears. 
led by Glenn Moore, and the Bears put it on OU. And it was not a fluke because the Bears ended up with six victories over top five uh, teams in the country. And the NCAA kind of did the Bears wrong, sending them out to Utah, sending them out to Salt Lake City. That wasn't really uh, the Bears probably deserve better than that, especially with the sweep over the uh, University of Texas to end the season. And then sadly, the Bears, we lost our ace in the uh, in in the regionals. Didn't get to she she was able to pinch run, but that was that was as far as that went. Aaron, what are the uh, anything else out there? OU, how have you looked to see? how the Big 12 teams are doing so far. Seems like Oklahoma State was off to a good start, from what I recall. They are. Uh, one Big 12 team in progress right now. Game one in the Tennessee Super, in the Knoxville Super Regional. Tennessee leads Texas 5-1 to one in the bottom of the fifth. That's the first game in that series. Meanwhile, Oklahoma plays again at 5 o'clock today against Oregon in game two of the Stillwater Super Regional. Oklahoma State won game one last night. So they can punch their ticket to the College World Series with a win tonight. Well, Aaron, with Tennessee beating Texas, you know what that Texas coach will be uh, accusing them of. <laughs> I some, like that. That, that. Yeah, some... Some, some uh, impropriety? Yeah, shod and fraud, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he's been known to accuse others of some illegal dealings and i think he did that in regards to ou at one point but uh i kind of get a kick out of the guy his name is john something i kind of i kind of like that guy he's always just out there accusing people of stuff and just having it generally. <laughs> and then just walking being, it back. <laughs> yeah, he tries to take it back, but then it's too late. But I kind of I like a man who'll just kind of go out there and make some accusations. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron, what else do you have on this special <laughs> holiday weekend? There is high demand for seats to watch the hopeful turnaround at the University of Colorado under new coach Deion Sanders, or at least ticket sales would indicate that. The Buffaloes sold 11,273 single-game tickets yesterday, the largest one-day total for individual games in the history of the school. The school had already sold out its season ticket allotment, marking the first time that's happened since 1996. The demand has been so high that the Buffaloes sold out their spring game which featured snowy and cold conditions. Yeah, I mean, you you got to hand it to them. And I am intrigued as well. I think this thing could go really poorly, but that's okay. Because what did they win last year, Aaron? One game? I mean, if they win three or four games, it'll be a huge improvement. Um. It's, it, it is an unbelievable experiment what Dion's trying to do, which is run almost everybody out of the program and then try to race a bunch of people in there and see what he can put together. It's a lot like what Dan Snyder used to try to do with the team formerly known as the Redskins. <laughs> 
Hopefully it'll work out as, as far well. as just bringing in a million free agents and that kind of thing. I, I, I'll i be very interested. But good for Colorado. Getting out there, selling all those season tickets. I would say, Aaron, that I'd give that AD two years at the most. You cannot survive with Dion as your head coach, even under these new relaxed standards. It's just it's just dang near impossible. So they'll have to get someone in there that Dion supports and that he feels comfortable with. Rick George is only 50-50 at this time next year to still be their AD. They I, I just know that Dion has to feel comfortable with somebody that he's aligned with and I don't know if that's the case with this guy who used to be a top executive for the Texas Rangers baseball organization Rick George I just don't think I don't think you can last that long with Dion I guess we'll see this year um no matter what happens, Colorado's going to be one of the most, if not the most, talked about college football team this year. They're already Absolutely. got the eyes of the country on them. Stanford sophomore Rose Zhang, the most decorated player in amateur women's golf history, announced today she's turning pro. She's the first woman to win two NCAA Division I individual national championships. She'll make her LPGA debut at next week's inaugural Mizuno Americans Open at Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City, New Jersey. The United States Golf Association shortly after her announcement also granted her a special exemption to the U.S. Women's Open, which will be played July 6th through the 9th at Pebble Beach. I, th- I think it's pretty amazing, this story. I, 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 think, um, I, I think honestly that at age 21 or whatever she is, she may go out a little bit like Tiger did. And I think in her first five years on the LPGA, I think she'll win 10 to 15 tournaments. She's that good. She's obliterated college golf. Like, I, if I were her, I would have considered staying at Stanford and seeing what kind of NIL deals you could put together. I think her dominance at at Stanford is unlike anything we've ever seen. And in fact, Aaron, I believe she started 19 tournaments. Now, Aaron, did they win? How did they finish in uh, the women's national uh, deal? Did you say that? No, but I can look that up real quick. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious how that ended because I fully expected her to win it all. She had, before the Nationals, she had entered 19 tournaments and she'd won 11 of them during her time at Stanford. Um, That matches Tiger, who won 11 tournaments at Stanford, although he had 26 starts. Her win percentage was otherworldly. I find it fascinating that the best player in all of women's golf might be a college player. That will never be the case in college uh, men's golf. 
it could be the case in women's golf. Now, I can't remember if Michelle Wee went straight to pros or if she played anywhere. She might have spent a year at Stanford. I can't remember. But nobody, no one has ever accomplished this much in women's golf. And she will be able to win on the tour immediately. Even Tiger needed a little time to get rolling. You were asking about the uh, NCAA Women's Golf National Championship. Uh, Stanford was eliminated in the quarterfinals by USC, who lost in the finals to Wake Forest. USC's really, Aaron, started to do some great things since they fired that creep AD. Right? They ran him out of town. Yeah, the day. Mike Bond. The day that story broke, it was just, ah, he's resigning. And then the next day, it was all kinds of other stuff. You knew. You knew something was up. He was a creep at Cincinnati. Mike Bond. Um, I mean, I do not know why USC can't get this right. They, I mean, they have had a horrible run of ADs. And part of it is because most times they just do, they're like, oh, Lynn Swan, I mean, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's one of our greatest players ever. I bet he could run. I bet he could be a pretty good AD. Let's let him try it. Pat Hayden. God, he was a great NFL player, great college player. I wonder if he'd be a good AD. Let's let him have a go at this. Uh, that's how they do things. That's how some schools do things. And I'm kind of glad Baylor, as much as I love being a Baylor guy, I'm glad Baylor doesn't have that. You know, when Baylor desperately needed a change, they went and hired somebody that was at Missouri and had been at the University of Houston in Mac Rhodes. When we needed a president, we hired somebody who went to school at Oklahoma State. Now, she had been a great professor at Baylor. But I don't think we think you always have to be a Baylor person to succeed. Now, you do, Aaron, to succeed in local radio, uh, you do have to be a Baylor person. <laughs> okay? You can't, you can't come in from it worked uh, out well Japan for me, or wherever this other guy came in from. All right, um, Aaron, great to uh, – that was good stuff. Good work on the uh, – on the uh, uh, on, on Campus Confidential today. All right, next, we'll get you ready for some Rangers and got some NFL talk for you, including some really interesting NFL news that is related to the Dallas Cowboys. That is next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost will cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. 
Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Creativity and planning are the key elements in coordinating and designing a wedding or special event. Since 2014, the Bosque has provided the special venue you're looking for and extras that few can offer. The house at the Bosque features a beautiful split-level design with four bedrooms and four bathrooms, balconies, a large grand room, a kitchen, and an outdoor patio. The outdoor areas are perfect for large or small weddings and special occasions, portrait-taking, exploring, and just plain enjoying. The Bosque in Crawford. Learn more at theboski185.com. Up to 60% off storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns, hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers. This is ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City, or ChevyofWest.com. During their Spring into Adventure sales event, make no payments for 90 days and save big on their Texas size selection. And if you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, now is the best time this year to save big. Chevy of West proudly supports and cheers the West High School baseball team in their playoff venture. Chevy of West, off I-35 in West, or online at ChevyofWest.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. On is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. 
Let us hear from you. Where are you on the road? Where are you headed this holiday weekend? Are you staying at home? Are you uh, grilling? Love to hear from you on this Memorial Day uh, uh, weekend. And we're going to have uh, some great stuff to honor first responders, our military, those of us thinking back to people who uh, we've lost uh, along the way and people that were uh, uh, lost in action. Um, and, and we've had, a lot of us have had family members. Uncle Mays is my family member uh, who that uh, happened to uh, in World War II. And uh, we think of them on a day like today. Uh, carry the load is what I'll be doing on uh, Monday. Actually, it's a Sunday and Monday, and it's a time to honor uh, first responders, police, fire, military, people that gave their lives, uh, and uh, we think about them. So we're thinking about you. If you served in the military, you're listening right now, um, give us your name and rank and a little information about you. I'd love to say your name in this final segment on the air, 254-662-1660. That's 254 662 1660. That would be fun. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Today in the sports world, the Arizona Cardinals released DeAndre Hopkins. This is big news. Um, in in uh, They're set to take now a cap hit of $22.6 million. He had been the center of trade speculation for months. But the Cardinals didn't uh, deal the wide receiver during the draft. And the GM said at the time, DeAndre's a Cardinal, and we're moving forward. Well, they didn't. They end up releasing him. Um, Teams interested in Hopkins include the Bills, Ravens, and Patriots. But on the betting sites, Aaron, the Cowboys have already been mentioned as a very likely destination. Now, Aaron, you're a fantasy freak. You love fantasy football, and you got several teams. Hopkins is 30 years old. He obviously is still good. Um, in his three seasons in Arizona, he had about 2,700 yards, 17 touchdowns. 221 receptions. And then last year he had 717 yards and three touchdowns. The, he missed the first six games after being suspended for violation, violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Knowing that, Aaron, they'd been out for six games. Was that a pretty decent performance last year? To me, that's not bad. I mean, I know as a fantasy owner, you would have liked to have had more touchdowns, but to miss six games and then still finish with 717 yards and 64 catches, I don't think he's really declined that much, has he? Some, but no, not a whole lot. And you also have to remember that a lot of those passes, most of them actually were from Colt McCoy because Kyler Murray got hurt. That's a good point. That's a good point. And now Kyler will probably not be ready at the beginning of this season. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's what all the reports seem to indicate. All right. Now, who do the who do they have left now? The Cardinals. Well, Aaron, they've got Hollywood Brown, 
who had similar numbers last year. Greg Dortch, don't know much about him. Rondell Moore. Now, Aaron, that's a former Purdue wide receiver, if I've got the right guy. He had 41 catches for 414 yards last year. Um, You generally don't see someone this talented go on the market. We know what happened in Houston. Aaron, if you're the Cowboys, you got Brandon Cooks, Gallup, and, of course, you got C.D. Lamb. Would you be looking to figure out a way to bring in DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, you have to admit, that would be a formidable group. Yeah, I don't see how, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you cannot look at him and and adding him to your team. He's a multiple-time All-Pro receiver. He's... He's still one of the top ten receivers in the league, I think. And every team that thinks they have a chance to win the Super Bowl should be looking to add to add Hopkins, including the Cowboys. It would make their receiver room pretty crowded, but that's a good thing, especially when it's crowded with outstanding receivers. Aaron, I thought you would like this. This this will challenge you, and this will challenge our audience. DeAndre Hopkins had. Since uh, 2020, the lowest drop rate among wide receivers across the NFL with at least 175 targets. That drop rate was 1%, 1.0%. Pretty amazing. Aaron, care to guess without looking who is right there tied? There are three receivers tied. Right behind him as the three most sure-handed receivers other than Hopkins in the NFL. Do any of our people have guesses? You can guess on 254-662-1660. Aaron is a man who fancies himself as a pretty big-time fantasy <laughs> player. You know who drops passes. You know who's sure-handed. Who would you guess? I would guess... Devontae Adams would be pretty high. Not one of the three. Hmm. Stephon Diggs. Not one of the three. Oh, wow. I'll help you out a little bit. Oh, Justin Jefferson. I don't know why I didn't think of him first. Mm, he was not one of them. Oh, wow. Then I have Terry McLaurin. Hmm. Commanders. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd. That's a bingo, right? Yeah, he's their third receiver. And... Um, Amon, uh, Amon Ross, Ross St. Brown. St. Brown. Mm-hmm. All of them have 1.1%. So there you go. I, I thought you would kind of enjoy that. Now, college softball, which I really enjoy. I really like. I, In fact, we, as we get closer, we'll get Glenn. We'll get... We'll get hoot on. I like I like some of this College World Series type. I'm letting Glenn have a few moments to decompress at the end of the season. I mean, John didn't give him any time, Aaron. John John had him on, I think the I think John had him on, you know, like within thirty seconds of the season ending. No. John he he had a chance to breathe. He's been on with John, but we'll hear from he Coach did, Moore. Yeah, and uh John John's always Johnny on the spot on those things. Now, Aaron, uh, Oklahoma State, 
one nothing lead in the bottom of the first over Oregon. That's Oklahoma State. As you said earlier, those Oklahoma Sooners ran their consecutive game record to 47. Now, Aaron, did that surpass or did that tie the old record that Arizona had? You tied had this it. note it earlier. It. it tied it? Yes, okay. so they'll, they'll break the record tomorrow if they win. You know they will. Absolutely. Now, Tennessee has a 5-2 lead over Texas in the top of the sixth. Tennessee was up 5-0. Texas fighting back a little bit here. Stanford, this is a final, 3-1 lead over the, the Blue Devils. And then, of course, as Aaron said earlier, Oklahoma with a 9-2 win over Clemson. They'll play, next they'll play, I believe, did you say Oregon, Aaron? I thought Oregon was in the middle of a game. Anyway, um, we'll see We'll see who they uh, they play next. Now, we do have some NCAA baseball scores starting to pour in. And Aaron, I told you I was through monitoring any of the Big 12 championships. I'll make a quick, I'll make a quick, uh, you know, exception. The Kansas State Wildcats have jumped out to a 7-1 lead over the Jayhawks of Kansas. Okay, up 7-1. So Kansas State has performed extremely well in that tournament. Now, in the SEC baseball tournament, LSU with a 3-2 lead over the Aggies in the bottom of the seventh. And just wanted to get you caught up. We got a lot of other baseball games coming up, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep you apprised of that. All right, everybody have an incredibly safe weekend. Spend the weekend. Think a little bit about, you know, people from your family and other families that gave their lives for us. Uh, amazing, amazing time to think about it. Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this. Aaron, have a great weekend. We will see you Tuesday. Now stay tuned for Rangers pregame as those Rangers get ready to take on the pesky Orioles. That's all next. <laughs> 